comparison, jealousy, envy, these destructive habits that can work their way into our lives ever so subtly. That's the topic we're going to be working with today. Nathan Foster here, and welcome to the Renovare podcast. My guest is Rochelle Parman, and she joins us from North Carolina. She's part of the Renovare ministry team and board, and you can uh, find her on her blog, imparting.grace.com. As always, thanks for listening and enjoy. Rochelle, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you. I'm glad you're here. It's it's good to see you. Thank you. Hey, today, um, I wondered if we could talk about uh, comparison and and the sin of comparison. Is that can we call it a sin? Gee, Nathan, that's strong language. But some of the work that I've been doing lately makes me think that maybe we can call it a sin, and because. As I as I try to drill down into what it actually is, mm-hmm. I think I think it turns out to be at least composed of sins. Yes. Even if we're not comfortable of thinking of it as a sin, mm-hmm. for me, I think it ends up being lack of trust and uh, maybe some idolatry thrown mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and it, there are maybe lots of sins that go into comparison. I certainly can use it as sin. <laughs> mm, I mean, well, you know, if it's not inherently sin, I can certainly make it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> make it sinful. <laughs> what, give me the assessment. What do you What do you see as the um, the problem with comparison? Well, I've thought a lot about the fact that that um, certain comparisons are are life saving at times. Okay. So, for instance, um, well, just to use an example from my experience, uh-huh. when my husband or one of my sons has been in the hospital, especially after a major surgery, they'll be connected to so many monitors, and the monitors compare um, compare their body's functions mm-hmm. with these certain standards. Mm-hmm. And slipping below those standards is dangerous. Right, right. So, for instance, how oxygenated their blood is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Slip below a certain level and, and there's danger. Yep. Not, your brain, your organs don't get enough oxygen, oxygen and you could die. Yeah. So there's a standard and the comparison is really a measurement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and... If, if I look at the life of Jesus, for instance, I think, okay, that's the, the standard for how I live my life. And yes. measuring myself against that kind of standard might be useful, might be life-giving, might mm-hmm. even be life-saving. Yes, yes. But the problem is that for me, most comparison ends up being not against um, a healthful, helpful standard. Uh-huh. But more of um, against an idea, a slippery kind of idea of what might be attractive to me mm-hmm, in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'll see another person's success mm-hmm. and I'll compare my state of being to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and feel um, 
jealous mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. resentful or sad mm-hmm. or you know, all kinds of emotions can come up because I'm comparing either my state of being or my process or my level of, of achievement or my own body mm-hmm. or the state mm-hmm. of my soul or what I believe about my heart. I and mean, you name it, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've compared it to someone else's. Right. So it, and, it, it, it goes beyond then just saying, you know, this person has this quality that I'd like to aspire to, to be like. Right. It's kind of an encouraging, helpful process, but then it becomes a way to berate ourselves or to enter into resentment, jealousy, and sad. I mean, this, this can launch us into depressive states. It, it, it really can. Um, and it's so I find it honestly dangerous, mm. but difficult to avoid. Oh, that's it, it's almost a default setting for me, at yeah. least. Yeah. I think a lot of people share my struggle with this. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I know very many people who are as prone to it as I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're more broken but, than the rest, huh? But, but how would I know right, without comparing myself? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, it isn't something we necessarily talk about. Um, and And I would, you know, not to kind of... Um, come up with an easy reason why it exists. But um, certainly in our society, um, the onslaught of advertisements and that we're constantly subjected to um, distorted realities of the way people look, but also um, the way they live and, and the skill sets and who they are, that Probably never before in human history have people been exposed to so many opportunities to compare themselves and come up with the short stick. Uh, Absolutely. There's such opportunity now to compare ourselves, our homes, Mm -hmm. our children, Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. our um, achievements. So... At, at any given moment, I can hop on Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter <laughs> yeah. and um, actually see images of folks who have carefully edited those mm-hmm. images mm-hmm. to look good yep. to me. Yep. And um, I find that, that it's, um, it's tempting then to just join the cycle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to to look at a picture of my family, for mm-hmm, instance, and mm-hmm. think, oh, that's not quite good enough to share mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. because other families obviously are perfect, right? So <laughs> we're not looking quite perfect here. I think I'll not share. Do, do you know? And, yeah, yeah. It, and it's sad, I think, that – Social media has given us such an opportunity to connect with people, right? And yet, it's—I find that it's been an opportunity for our, our enemy to mm-hmm. connect with us um, at points where we, before, perhaps were not so vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so, that's helpful. The I had a student once say to me, just in tears, and saying, "I can't." You know, I go on Facebook and all my friends are doing cool stuff and they got, Mm -hmm. you know, they're all happy and that. And I just, you know, I'm a mess. And 
And I'm I'm going. Don't you know you're 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 seeing the best foot forward? You're seeing a scripted, you know, mm-hmm. um, falsity, you know, or just part of someone's life. And but the, almost unawareness that that is not necessarily reality to the whole picture of people's lives and who they are. Right. Um, right. Uh, dangerous. How how is this practice comparison? dangerous for your soul? I've discovered that it ends up messing with my understanding of God okay. and, and his care for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that it, in a way it's, it's almost idolatry, Nathan. I mm-hmm. tend to to, to trust what I am believing about myself via these comparisons mm-hmm. rather than trusting what God says about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God may say I'm his beloved child, but I look at other people and see that I don't, don't look very good by comparison. And I end up, believing all too easily that I'm not particularly beloved. Hmm. So it's somehow in then seeing others that you would deem as, as having better qualities than yourself, mm-hmm. somehow then that diminishes God's love for you? Well, I'm certain that it doesn't diminish God's <laughs> love for me, but it surely diminishes my ability to believe yeah. that God loves me. Yeah. Yeah. It diminishes my my trust in mm-hmm. this love for me. It, um, it in a way, it, it feels like it usurps his place mm. as God. Because if I, um, I was thinking the other day that if um, if if Jesus Christ is prophet and priest and king, what mm-hmm. does that mean? From this is something I've been reflecting upon um, mm-hmm. during this season. And if a prophet speaks for God, mm-hmm. well, it's easy for me with this comparison to listen instead to the voice of really the voice in in me that says you're not good enough because you're not as good as mm-hmm. all those other people. Mm-hmm. And so that that voice of comparison becomes the prophet almost. Mm-hmm. If the priest mediates the presence of God to me, it's really easy for me to substitute what I believe to be true about God and other people as if that were true presence mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. sensing God's real presence mm-hmm. with me. And if Christ is king, mm-hmm. that means he rules. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's, it's scary how easy it is to let these false ideas rule mm-hmm. in my heart and mind. Mm-hmm rather than Christ. So I, fear, it's disturbing to me. I mean, I think the way I would sum that up is idolatry. Yeah, that's a good word for it then. That's a really... So this is then... Dangerous is a fitting word. It in, feels in talking like Talking about it. the... Um, and, and, then, and then to take all this and meditate on it, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Meditate right. on the, right. the lies and the destruction. Um, just then, you know, I, I sometimes think reversing some of those verses of, you know, kind of bury it in our heart and meditate on it. And, mm-hmm. um, but how we do that with uh, evil things and destructive things. Um, and then the fruit of that is just even more, more destruction. What, what, what do you think might be some, well, I, I think what I want to say first off is I, I don't think you're alone in this by any means. And I think it's probably a, a sort of silent epidemic in our culture. Um, and, and I don't think Christians would be immune to that by any means. What, what do you think are some solutions uh, to getting out of the, um, staying away from the d- destruction of comparison? So far, I have found several to be particularly helpful. Okay. One of those is keeping company with people who mm-hmm. will speak the truth mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So solitude is a really helpful discipline for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm when I'm with this struggle, mm-hmm. I tend to need another person. Mm-hmm. So I, it, the discipline of confession tends to be more helpful mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then to have someone who can, who can hear that confession with compassion mm-hmm. and then speak the truth to me. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. in solitude, I can easily slip into listening to myself. So the, the idea then that... Um, Confession and being open and honest with people about where you're at with things um, right. and then allowing for them to speak truth in, into your life and receiving that is very helpful for this. It's very helpful. Yeah. Good. And then honestly, sometimes just listening mm-hmm. to the um, scripture. Mm-hmm. Can, can be helpful. So I, what I tend to think is um, study. I, I need to dig into God's word here and mm-hmm. um, and study. Honestly, sometimes I just need the words of Scripture spoken to me mm-hmm. so that I so that I hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, because um, while I love to study God's word, sometimes I just need a fresh hearing. Yep. Um, I, I need to hear a voice, and it can be God's voice. Mm-hmm. spoken mm-hmm. to my heart, or sometimes it's helpful if it's a human voice just speaking the words of God that are recorded in Scripture so mm-hmm. that I can hear them. Mm-hmm. They are helpful, and they're, they're about the truth. Mm-hmm. And basically, I need something to stop the comparison in its tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I find that I cannot, I don't do very well trying to... Um, Solve my problems with more of myself. <laughs> right. I, I, I need to step away from myself and, and be exposed to the truth. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. then I can come back to, yeah. to grappling with my own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, How does this play out in, in our becoming more Christ-like? A lot of it for me is taking my eyes off myself and putting my eyes on to Christ mm-hmm. and simply trusting that his word is true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 
trusting honestly that he is good mm-hmm. and good for me. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really easy for me to get caught um, because I tend to come up on that shortened stick. It's mm-hmm. easy for me then to feel that, that the way forward is to claw my way mm-hmm. to a better position right. rather than trusting that the position I'm in is in the hand of the Lord mm-hmm. and that it's safe there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think I think this is a, a, a way where the, um, the easy yoke metaphor is a really helpful mm-hmm. one to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I need Christ yoked with me. I, mm-hmm. I need his pulling the load here <laughs> and just showing me how to be mm-hmm. who I am mm-hmm. and um and and to trust that I am becoming that that I'm that I'm learning to be more like him mm-hmm. and that that everything that has gone into making me who I am right now is part of the process and mm-hmm. that it's not mm-hmm. not beyond his ability to redeem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and the so it's a step by step. That potentially, what you have been given and that you do have may be, may be very, very good. Right. Even in your lack. Absolutely, and it it may even be that the lack is <laughs> the very best thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me, when I think of this. Um, a lot of times it comes down to greed and, oh. and you know, and I'm not referencing financial there, uh, mm-hmm. although that can play into it too, but sure. I want more than I have my portion. I, I want, you know, uh, why can't I have what others have? And right. of course the, the fallacy in that is that I'm only seeing a piece of, of, of something. I don't, uh, I don't know others lives. I don't know the story behind and, you know, um, and, and somehow stepping back in that and um, accepting my portion and saying thank you. Um, well, I do think that um, giving thanks for my daily bread, I mm. mean, somehow the, um, well, I'll just be brutally honest. The more time I spend in Thanksgiving, yes. the less time I have to concentrate and what I don't have. Yeah, yeah. So I can skip right over being thankful for what has God has given me, mm-hmm. so that I have lots of time to concentrate on what He hasn't given me. Yeah. Or, or, or actually, even on my perceived lack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it's a it's a perceived mm-hmm. for the most part. Is mm-hmm. what what about the idea of Moving towards um, blessing others and th- thanking God for what others have. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, um, a couple of years ago, I was asked to write an article at Christmas time mm-hmm. uh, dealing on this, this very subject. What should I do when I see other people's Christmas bounty and, and feel dissatisfied with my, with my state. 
And that, that, what you just said was the best I could come up with. I said, mm. I, I think the, um, the, the best reaction would be how wonderful <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> you know, I can't help but be reminded of ta- tiny Tim saying, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and he does in an, in an eternal sense, our lack is often a great gift in the formation of our soul. Absolutely. And getting to have things the way we want um, and have the things, whether that be, you know, objects or or our bodies or our skills, um, that may not be very good for us in a, in a kingdom sense. Well, I I think the, in my case, my I have some physical ailments that have been, ironically, um, some of the greatest blessings in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. They're unpleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not pretty to look at. They're not comfortable to live with. Mm-hmm. I don't. There are things I don't like about. My, my body that I would change if I could. Mm-hmm. But they've been, they've presented the greatest opportunities for, for God to get through to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, enough that I'm getting pretty close to being able to say, boy, I really thank God for that. Mm. Wow. Wow. Um, never thought that I would, would say, Boy, thank God I have that disease. Uh-huh. But if it can be an occasion for 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 me to learn more of the truth about God and mm-hmm. of the truth of how He relates to me, mm-hmm. it is something to be thankful for. Yeah, and 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 that's a, f- a sense of freedom too, isn't it? That we can trust God that He is. Taking care of us and, you know, um, has our best interest in mind and we don't have to have our own way with things. Oh, it, it, one day it occurred to me, Nathan, that, um, striving and strife mm. are, have the same root. Um, cause I think, I tend to think of striving as something that we all ought to be doing and mm-hmm. and it's something that I do really naturally um, I strive for things with all my might mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet that's that kind of striving ends up leaving me in a place of lack of peace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what you, what you just said about trust may be the, the key there Ra- rather than than striving to present myself perfect in the eyes of the Lord <laughs> and uh, God forbid jockeying for position, <laughs> just trusting that my position is good <laughs> because God is good. Yes, yes. Uh, this is this is a really helpful conversation. I, <laughs> funny, funny story. Um, 
you know how when you go visit a, a, a friend and and they you walk in the first thing they do is apologize for how messy their house is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. and I've developed a, a response to that, and I say thank you. Um, you you help set me free um, because my house is messy too. Mm. And by you trying to make sure that you put this you know, good face on things leaves me feeling uh, a sense of um, just, it just don't measure up. Um, right. So that, that kind of transparency can, can be freeing for us. I, I mean, I, I think jealousy uh, becomes an assault on others. And when someone is really jealous of, of, of us, it can, it can be so stifling and uh, destructive. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It, it does. And it's, it's actually very sobering to think that that is the next logical step to the comparison, mm-hmm. the comparison that, that I struggle mm-hmm. with. So if the first step is comparing myself to you name it, what whatever aspect right. of another's life, the next step is to be to be jealous mm-hmm. of what they have that I don't. Um, maybe even envious or mm-hmm. covetous. And the next step is, as much as I hate to say it, is to wish they didn't have it, right. so that right. I could have it. Yeah, it doesn't. It goes so far beyond that. It, mm-hmm. Just wanting what others have, but. Mm-hmm. I want it, and I don't want you to have it. Right, right. And that's, right. There's, yeah. a, there's an evil in that. There is an evil um, in that, and yeah. um, that's soul destructive. Yeah, but it's one of those sins again with that word mm-hmm. that is fairly socially acceptable. Uh, it is, it and and so I think that we need to be running from it, mm-hmm. like lo- locking arms and running <laughs> away from it. Yeah encouraging one another to be be free mm-hmm. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. exactly who the Holy Spirit guides and directs us mm-hmm. to be. Recognizing that that's going to look different in, in all of us. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that. Isn't that good? <laughs> yes. Isn't it good uh, news to think that we'll, be, that we'll be different and we'll be complementary mm-hmm. instead of the same? Hey, this is fantastic, Rochelle. Um, thank you so much for thank taking you. time to talk. 